I think the best way to kick off today's episode, Eddie, is by asking you, what is in your coffee mug? My coffee mug has vanilla. <laughs> that was a long pause. I know. I was trying to think of what beans it, it has. Fills. Yeah. Sumatra beans. Um, Tesora beans. Tesora. Yeah. We're looking at like Phil's Coffee. If you Phil's are familiar coffee. with Phil's Coffee that originated in San Francisco, it made its way down to Southern California. It is a popular spot here on the Huntington Beach coast at Pacific City. And there's some, um, what kind of milk did you use? I used a mix of heavy whipping mm. cream. Mm-hmm. And almond or no? And a little bit of almond milk because it was flavored. Yeah. I added Tastes some good. vanilla syrup. I basically made us lattes, vanilla yeah. lattes. They're, yeah, it's good. Which um, I'd like to say also saved us about $15 because lattes are so expensive now. I know. It's ridiculous. I know. Should we uh, just kind of dive right in and, and welcome our guests right now? You're going to do like an intro? I don't know. Was that was that a legit intro? Do you think no. that when people... You need to do your official intro. Like official I- intro. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Choose Strong Podcast. It's Eddie and Sally just in your ears today. Mm-hmm. And as always, we love to start off by saying how we are envisioning our listeners. They are training, running, driving, um, baking me brownies. <laughs> I mean, I'm just envisioning that they're like, I'm going to listen to Choose Strong podcasts and also bake for Sally. So I'm I'm sure we have a, like just dozens. It is your off season. So you're really starting to go strong on the sweets. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> like pastries all day. Yeah. we've I've had my fair share of um, donuts and croissants in the last few weeks. And it's been just wonderful. Mm-hmm. I mean, tis the season for all the baked goods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I will say um, in our last episode, we talked extensively about being able to join our listeners on their run. Mm-hmm. And I had several people message me on Instagram and say, I was literally 400 meters into my run and smiling so funny. while listening to this because um, we have... We've basically become the long run companion for for many people. Not everyone. We have no. people that are listening in their, in their cars with their kids. Or, so shout out to all the kids. Yes. What is up? Eddie and Sally are saying hi to all the precious babes just sitting in the car right now. Have a great day at school. Have kids. a great day at school. I hope you have an amazing soccer practice, running practice, football, baseball practice, whatever it is that you are driving to right now. We we love the kiddos. Yep. Kids are great. They make life better. Full of joy. And we see you on the Harley. We, we see you. <laughs> We're not leaving you out. <laughs> Do you think we have any Harley listeners? I don't, I don't know, know, man. A, I hope so. Me too. I love me a good Harley. Me too. Yeah. Never ridden one, but, um, you know, one day. It's on my bucket list. Yeah. One day. We should just, we, you and I should ride one together. No, I want to get one. At the same time. Not just ride one. Oh, you want to get one. Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's an off the mic uh, topic well, of discussion. Yeah. Is that not a good idea? <laughs> I could definitely see you on, on a Harley. Yeah. I yeah. Think... Now, what kind of handlebars would you go for? You know, those ones that sit up super high, like literally above the head. How is that comfortable for more than four minutes? I don't. Yeah. The, what are they called? Ape hangers? Is that what they're called? I have no oh, idea. How I, would I know? <laughs> I heard that that's actually really comfortable because. Really? Yeah. 
it's awkward to like turn, I think, but I heard it's actually comfortable. I'm just, yeah, not by experience, but yeah, I don't one know of these why days. They always scare me when they are behind me on the freeway and I see guys on bikes with those, I guess, ape hanger handlebars because yeah. it looks like someone's coming at you so fast with their arms over their head. You're like, you kind of have to do like a double, double take. take. Like, is that a ghost? <laughs> <laughs> Like what is flying at me so quick? Like this arms overhead. And then you're like, okay, yeah, that's one of those yeah. bikes. That just There's something looks- intriguing to me about <clears throat> just getting on one of those and just in an all black, yeah, getting some black shades and just okay. cruising. So you, you've actually thought about the outfit you're going to oh, yeah. wear. All right. This yeah. is turning into a little bit more than I thought. It's like, a little bit. Yeah. I thought a lot a about a it, fantasy actually. here that yeah. we're, we've, we've created like, it's Eddie's alternate world. Yeah. Uh, this reminds me of of a the Office episode when uh, Jim and Dwight create their alternate worlds oh, in yeah. their video games, and Jim is like playing guitar and and Dwight's still like an assistant to the assistant, assistant to the assistant in his fantasy world, <laughs> and he's bragging about making like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like not very good money, like his salary, like really your biggest fantasy is that you're still making 50 grand a year. <laughs> oh, okay. That's, uh, are there any Office fans out there? Eddie and I are huge Office fans. I don't think there's a show in existence that we have watched over and over and over again. We never get sick of it. And our kids too. I feel like the Office like became our kids like blanky during... COVID. COVID. It was like a security blanket during COVID. I remember cooking three meals a day during COVID. I was in the kitchen constantly trying to find ways to keep our family. Yeah. Just looking forward to the next hour. So I would like cook, I would bake. And I remember making like these big cachouterie boards and I'd put them on the coffee table in the living room and we would watch The Office for like an hour and a half sometimes. Yeah, oh yeah. Like we had no idea what was going on, but like the kids loved it. And to this day, they still just put it on. Yeah. I remember in 2004 <laughs> when we lived in Virginia. Oh my gosh. I, I know where this is going. <laughs> I, I saw the pilot and you were at work. Yes. I saw the pilot. Yeah. and What I, Eddie's saying is like he wasn't working, just watched TV all day. So <laughs> I was at work. <laughs> Just kidding. Eddie actually had two jobs at this time. Yeah. I remember watching the pilot and had no idea like what the show was or the name of it even. Mm -hmm. And I remember watching it. And after that 25 minutes was over, I remember calling you and saying, (laughs) I just saw one of the funniest shows I've ever seen in my life. I have no idea what the name is. I have no idea what it's called. I can't even tell you what it was about. It was just so funny. I don't know. Like, yeah. 2004. And then I watched the next episode with you and I was like, you yeah, weren't like, yeah, I, you weren't like, it, it. it was kind of funny. I wasn't sold on it right away, I guess, because you had to really understand the humor. Like the more you watched it, the more it made sense to, oh my yeah. gosh, this is so relatable. This is so <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. I don't know what, what it is or what it was about that show. Was well, that maybe 2004? I do. 2004? Yeah. It came out in 2004. That's like 20 years ago. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Yeah. It was. Uh, well, Isaiah saw Angela on the Huntington Beach Pier. That's right. A couple months ago. Yeah. And she was, was just cool. so sweet she and was so sweet. approachable mm-hmm. to him. Didn't he get a picture with her? Yeah. 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 She was just down there with her kids and her husband, just hanging out. Yeah. She was sweet. She was. Stoked Isaiah to have was a so excited. He he wasted no time and 
Well, you were with him. Yeah. 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 No, he, he, we walked by her and he's like, dad, that's Angela. I'm like, who? And I look at her. Well, he goes by her character name. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) I think that's her real name too, though. Oh yeah, that's right. Right. Yes. You're right. Yeah. 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 And I was like, who? I thought I was like a friend of his. And I was like looking over it. I'm like, what? And (laughs) I actually glanced over at him. I'm like, who? Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And he's like, dad, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go get a picture. I'm like, and he like went back, back towards her. I had no idea who it was. And then all of a sudden, like, then he, you know, said, it, it's Angela. And I'm, I look at her. Oh, yeah. It's An- yeah. yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, he was excited. That was so fun. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know how we just got off on an office tangent, but. Um, we were I, talking about motorcycles and then. We were the talking office. about motorcycles. And then, and, yeah. yeah, we were saying that we were envisioning all of our. Mm. listeners listening to us right now, I just have to say to our listeners, this episode is our second go at what we are experimenting with, coffee with Eddie and Sally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because let's be honest, all our listeners at this point are dedicated listeners. They're pretty much our besties. They are. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I meet anyone in, in the community. It's like, yes, we, we yeah. are friends. Speaking of, let's, didn't you tell me something about the other day? You were at the local Trader Joe's and <laughs> a guy came up to you, right? Yeah, it was so awesome. Tell me that. I mean, we we've been we've been consistently running into people now when we when we go out yeah. in public at the airports, grocery stores, I mean, on the beach path. We love it. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it's the coolest thing because I just feel like when people walk up to us, they just they talk to us like we're friends and mm-hmm. that just it really warms my heart. Yeah. I think that's something that we all kind of want when we be part of community and have friends across, uh, across town, across the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was in Trader Joe's doing my bi-monthly shopping and, uh, this guy came up behind me and was like, Hey, good job at Moab 240. I was like, Oh dude, heck yeah. Thank you for following along. And then we just stopped and we, we had a chat for like five minutes and he had said that, you know, he and his wife are ultra runners. And after tracking us at Cocodona 250, he and his wife signed up for Sedona 125. So they are slated to do so cool. the Sedona 125, which is a beautiful race. I mean, Cocodona 250 was incredible. I really love that race, the whole layout, how many times that you get to see your crew. Uh, it was really special too. But yeah, we just had this conversation right there in in Trader Joe's and it made me so happy after I walked away. I I think I I called you right away and I I told you about it. And I was Mm -hmm. like, man, it's just so cool lately, you know, running into people. When we got off the plane at John Wayne Airport here in Orange County or Orange County Airport, it kind of goes by two names, but there was, I, I didn't know it, but the people behind us, people were sitting behind us. It was a husband and wife and their three kids. And if you are listening right now, I'm so sorry. I I have forgotten the names, but this was such a lovely family. I met them so briefly in the airport, but they got off the off the plane and I think you ran to the bathroom. And so I I kind of was like getting off of the the ramp on my own. You had to run ahead. Oh no, this is what it was. You were going to get, to get the, the bags. Yeah. You went to get the bags cuz I was not moving well. Yeah. Yeah, I was moving very, very slow. I was um, pretty uncomfortable. So you ran to get the luggage and to get the car. Yep. So you oh, were yeah. you were getting everything straightened out. This is this is what happened. So then I no, get we off. took an Uber. But anyways, yeah. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah. Look at us. Like I'm not even. Why does that feel like it was two it does two like, like ago. months ago and yeah. it was only a few weeks ago? But I get off and it's um and the husband and wife kind of saying congratulations on Moab and they had kids that were aged like eight to twelve. They had three kids. 
And the hilarious thing is, is like, as soon as I got off the plane, I went straight to McDonald's <laughs> and I ordered a hot fudge brownie, a hot fudge sundae, a chocolate milkshake and fries. Now, let me tell you something. <laughs> that, that's an amazing order. It's It was an amazing order. If you order. threw in a Egg McMuffin in that order, that would be, that would push it over the edge. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now, let me tell you, when I, I, I don't think I share this very often, most every 200 mile race that I finished my tongue was filled with sores, mm. um, really painful blisters. And so cold stuff like smoothies, milkshakes were like the only thing that I could get down. It was really hard for me to eat food. And after these races, I am so hungry because I am in an extreme calorie deficit. Wait, is that because you're like the like nutrition that you're it's the same for hours and hours and hours. Or yeah, what, we were con- we've been trying to determine what that is. It could be, you know, a lot of sports products are citrus based. Mm. A lot of them have that in there. Even in the gels, I think it also helps preserve some of that food. They put that citric acid in there. Yeah, like I'll do sometimes to supplement my electrolytes. If I just need a little bit of electrolytes, I'll do those chewables, the chewable salt tabs, yep. and those are like orange or lemon flavored. They're very acidic. Um, and then I eat a lot of fruit too. When I eat a lot of oranges and yeah, yeah, so that, that could be the, the issue. The other part is most of these races are pretty dusty. Mm. You're out in the elements, in the wind, in the dust. So I feel like that's part of it too. That's actually why I wear that desert cap with the face mask. Like some people are always like, why do you cover your face? It's like, dude, covering my nose and my mouth is absolutely essential. Like your lips can get so chapped, but also you get dehydrated through your mouth, your nose and your eyes. Mm. And so that totally protects me. Like I just cover up my whole, all the openings in my face, I try to cover up, but, um, and, and it does help quite a bit. So getting off the plane I went straight to McDonald's. I was so hungry. Like I just wanted to get calories in. And so it is really funny. So I ordered all this stuff, ordered a a milkshake, a hoffage brownie sundae and fries. And right after I ordered it, the the family had followed me into the McDonald's. Mm. And I was like giggling in spite of myself, just thinking about like, I'm not a fan of McDonald's. Typically, I'm not like a fan of, of, you know, eating that, especially during in training, because I I just don't feel great. Yeah. No offense to anyone that eats that stuff. Zero judgment. Um, but like, I just don't, I appreciate that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Eddie loves a good egg McMuffin. It is like, and I'm like, there's nothing better. There's nothing, there's nothing better. better. Okay. I mean, their pancakes are pretty good, but (laughs) okay. Yeah. We'll go ahead and stop there. Okay. Their fries are pretty good though. Saltiness, they just hit different. But, um, yeah, so they, they came in, but I was giggling because the, the husband and the wife, we're both in slings mm-hmm. and arm braces on the same arm. That's right. And I, I was like, what happened to both of you? And they had traveled from out of state to take their kids to Disneyland. I had guessed it. I'm like, you guys here to come to Disneyland? Because <laughs> a lot of people that travel from out of state, their kids were on fall break. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, well, I think that you guys deserve a medal because what rad parents. And they're, both of their casts looked very recent. I think one of them had had surgery. The wife had taken a really bad fall on a hike um, Mm. in the mountains. They're both trail runners. 
And I can't remember what what his was. I don't know if it was like a longtime injury that he had that he needed surgery and to take care of it. But both of them were just such rock stars. I'm like, so you guys are going to Disneyland, which is crazy. Disneyland is so crowded. Um, it's a very busy place and they have all those rides. So they're taking their three kids and they're both in casts, traveled on planes. Um, yeah, I was super impressed. But we just had like a really cool conversation. I was so grateful that they had chase me down just to encourage me and congratulate me. But yeah, that's cool. Yeah. With, um, I think going back to our original note on that was, yeah, the choose strong community runs deep. Yep. Yeah. We have people all, all over the place that they say they listen to the podcast. They're part of the Facebook page and have been following along on the adventures. And, uh, I just, I love hearing what other people are doing. Like mm-hmm. I, it's been really cool listening to what people are training for and what they're into. And not everyone is a runner. Right. You know, I think that's uh that that's super exciting. Speaking of the community, can we just talk about what is up with this viral conversation? Literally viral conversation. I know it's viral because we were at our kids' cross-country meet, and you had three different people approach you about this from three different Totally different parts of SoCal. Eddie runs a marathon. Jeez. I mean, what it, what's going on with that? What is the update? What's the status? Because I'm getting messages from race directors of road marathons. You are being invited to road marathons. This is getting out of control. There are people saying that whatever race you sign up for, they are signing up for it. I mean, are have you even committed to this? No, one? I have no. <laughs> you're, you're no, I have not. I, there's no pressure on my end. I I. As if, if you have, have engaged with Eddie and I in these podcasts, you know, I do not coach Eddie and Eddie is not one to be told what to do. He, he, uh, definitely, uh, beats his own drum and, um, is not easily swayed. See people think, cause I have maybe a more outgoing personality than you do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that, uh, I run the roost and I 100% don't. There is uh, no convincing Eddie. When he says no, he means no. I've tried every tactic, man. Sometimes I can just not convince you. And uh, we've been together long enough for me to know that, uh, yeah, Yeah, you have to make your own decisions. It's getting getting nuts. It's getting out of control. I've seen quite a few uh, posts and... uh, Well, in the Choose Strong community page, someone literally made like a professional looking (laughs) like poster. (laughs) And it's titled Eddie Runs a Marathon. And the amount of comments and follow up on that is it's hilarious. It's amazing when people are so into watching other people suffer. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I always just think that you you are so relatable. I mean, I think this is, you know, I, I think there's a pathway for a lot of people. I mean, you are an incredible family man. You're a husband, a dad, you know, you're running a business. Like you live a really busy life and you work hard to make time to get to the gym and to run, but you know, you're not, you're not looking to go like smash the local marathon and win, No, but you do like setting goals for yourself. I, that's something I've always admired about you. Like you're a goal setter. I see you every morning when you wake up, you have your list out and you have a a checklist for every single day and you write long-term goals and stuff. I've all, I've always loved that about you. So I think that, you know, this isn't like a far-fetched thing because you've run you've run more half marathons than I have that's true but again <laughs> I, I said this well I think it's been a couple of weeks now when I said I ran 
on a Friday or whatever, three miles, and I was sore on Monday. <laughs> I still have not run since then. <laughs> I'm not sore anymore, but I have not run. Eddie, it's the start of a new week. Will you be running today? Although I did run. Okay, check this out. I ran at McKenzie and Isaiah's cross country meet on Saturday. I was like, I really want to go up so on relatable. the hill. Yeah. And you have catch to her run a couple there. miles to do that. No, I didn't run a couple miles. I, I wanted to go up on the hill to catch a McKenzie. By the time I got up there, and I took a picture of her and then I wanted to get back to the finish. the finish. I ran, I ran back, jog, jog back. And I remember standing there waiting for her and Isaiah's standing there too. He's all, why are you sweating? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I literally jogged like three minutes from the hill to the, the finish line. He's like, why are you sweating? I just had to jog up that hill, dude. Like, cut me, cut me some slack. You guys, this is a 70 meter hill. <laughs> yeah. Pretty pathetic. Uh, no, it's not pathetic. If you yeah, I put are hill, a parent, hill in air quotes. Yeah. Of, if you're a parent of a cross country runner or you are a high school college kid that runs cross country, you know, in order to spectate these things, you do have to do some jogging. Now, this was the first time since I've crossed the finish line at Moab that I attempted to run to, and it was very painful. My feet were not having it. In fact, Mackenzie, one of one of Mackenzie's coaches ran by. They're like, Sally, you're running. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, kind of. Like, th this was not fun. Like, yeah. that was, I won't be running for at least another week. I can't feel all of my feet still. Yeah. The nerves in my toes and forefeet are just... Uh, not having it. I think last night you and I, well, we can talk about this later, but I was sitting next to you and I put my feet on you. I was like, I literally can't feel your feet and my feet are touching yours. Well, <laughs> you you went stand up paddling and you felt like after it hurt a while. Yeah. yeah the last 10 minutes of stand up paddling, it, it did hurt. Like Something's when I stepped right. off and I was pulling up the board onto the sand. Um, yeah. I have some stuff going on in my metatarsals. There's no more or open wounds, but like all the skin and everything. And there's a bunch of scabs and, and all that good stuff. We don't need to be talking about my feet right now. People do not want to hear this in their ear. I need to, I need to bring it back to Eddie runs a marathon. We've been talking Can about I this since you? May. No, I want, we have been talking about my feet since May. Like let's since give May, that a yeah. rest. Like let's take an off season from talking about Sally's <laughs> feet. Um, I am curious though, because you've crewed for me at all these trail races, like are, like, do you want to do a marathon or do you want to do a 50 K? Like, would you, I know how much you love the mountains. Like, why are you saying like, would you want, like, I haven't even said anything. Like you're <laughs> not trying to like have me decide uh, between two things I've never even put on the table. <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> I want to see it. I get that. I understand that. I want to see it. I know, but. It will be so fun. Okay. Can I ask you though? Because I know that every year you sign up for halves and I don't even know that you sign up for these races. Like it will literally be like five weeks before you're like, oh yeah, I'm running the uh, Long Beach half. And I'm <laughs> like, oh, okay. Like I had no idea. And, and I know how much you love the Surf City Half Marathon. I think that's probably been the most consistent race of your life, which well, is Well, the just... reason I love it so much is because it falls on Super Bowl Sunday. And that allows me to eat nachos, 
taquitos, like all the fried. So like, it's your race in order to indulge, <laughs> to justify much. your pretty hot much. wings and Doritos. Yeah, and it gives me an excuse to just lay on the couch like, oh, I'm kind of sore. Can you go get that? And I'll just sit here and eat my nachos. <laughs> <laughs> Bring me a beer, babe. I ran a half marathon today. Mm. Yeah. So that's but, why I signed up for it. Okay. So did you sign up for the Surf City Half Marathon here in Huntington Beach? Yeah, I'm signed up for it. Okay. Yeah. So there you go, people. But he I, is, he okay. is doing a half. The second reason I signed up for it was because, remember, we talked about this before. They email you like the next day <laughs> and say, hey, get on this deal. <laughs> It price goes up like next week. So here's the the cheapest. I'm like, okay, 99 bucks, like I'm in. And then I have and 364 anything, days to train for it. If there's anything we know about you is you are a frugal man. Yeah. Yeah. You were literally, oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So Surf City Half Marathon yeah. is happening. So people, if you are local or you'd like to travel, I mean, Huntington Beach is a pretty cool place to travel to. Yeah. I mean, me and the kids have been cheering you on at these races. It's actually pretty easy to spectate. Like, we can usually see you like three or four times yeah. throughout the half marathon. I'm not moving fast. You guys have plenty of time to get to the next spot. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You usually do that race guys, in a sub two, which I think is really you admirable. You guys go and get breakfast. You still see a me on my... A sub two hour half marathon is awesome. Like, that's that's a good clip. Thank you. Um, but me and the kids have always loved cheering you on. For this race, like that's been pretty consistent since they were little. Yeah. So you mm -hmm. can like hop on a beach cruiser and kind of kind of follow you around. So mm -hmm. yeah. So we have a half marathon coming up, and yep. I guess it's what T TBD with the with the viral conversation that's going on. I mean, it's when are when are TBD. people when are we even going to know very. what your decision is? I look. I don't know what. I, don't, I have no idea. I've never even thought about it. You're just like throwing this stuff at me, and people are running with it. <laughs> What do you mean, have a win? Come on. I don't know. <laughs> he loves me. Can you tell in his tone how much he loves this conversation right now? I, I'm just super curious to know how many people in our community have run a half or a full marathon. I feel like we need to do a poll. Because, Ed, if you deep dive into the marathon training, I feel like you'll have a lot of friends cheering you on and totally sympathizing with you. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not easy. I... I Road marathons are hard. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's like solid training. And these are the kind of races too. Usually road, road marathons. It's like, there is like, you want to be able to run the entire time. Mm -hmm. It's funny because I'm thinking back to Moab when I called it with Billy. I was like, you're running a marathon with me Yeah, in the middle of the race. That stretch, right. That yeah. stretch. It was, well, it was a little bit more. It was 27 miles. But I remember like part of my strategy was I need to run the entire time. So there were certain sections on the course before the race where I probably would have normally like like bombed a downhill or like even Drew asked me, asked me this when he was filming for the Moab film. He said, you know, there are certain parts, like some of these like easy, like downhill sections or sections that I thought you would totally run and you didn't like you were doing like this jog hike. And I was like, yeah, I was saving my legs so that I could run the entire marathon, hmm. which is crazy to think. I think it was like mile 120 something when I picked up Billy and I said, this is like when, when the race starts. That's what always blows my mind at these ultras that you, you pick up a pacer for the next section mm -hmm. after mile 100 mm -hmm. and whatever. And it's mm -hmm. like, all right, this next section is 
all running and it's 27 miles. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my gosh. Like, just to be the pacer, nuts. right? Like, well, yeah, that. Think of the pacer that yeah, can just bust that just out. Just jump in there. Yeah. When people, you know, most people like train all year to run a marathon, right? Like, mm-hmm. you, yeah, it's, yeah. It's weird to think, but. But our goal in that, I mean, I was super proud when we were dropping into like 1030 and 11 minute pace. Like that was, it's so weird to think, but like that was really hard. Yeah. That was really hard to do when you have 140 miles on your legs. Yeah. Like it's, and it's something that I've had to, I totally new respect for 200 mile races. They do not run like 100 milers at all. Mm -mm. And after you've climbed and descended and gone through two nights and now it's okay, we're going to run a marathon without stopping. We stopped at an aid station. We got a burger at one point and we did have a couple like surges where after those surges, I, I would tell Billy, let's walk for 60 seconds. But taking this back to the road marathon, the goal is typically like people, you know, they're doing their best to to run as much of it as they can when when they're trying to finish you know, strong and and trying yeah. to maybe get like a personal best or something like that. I do appreciate and I love that road marathons now have extended their cutoff time seven eight hours, where where people um, who are only able to maybe walk these things can still finish a marathon. Which I'm sorry, but walking 26 miles that's yeah. hard too. Like yeah. that's wait, what did it used to be the cutoff? Well, I feel like in the past, like mayor, like and I'm talking decades ago Oh yeah, where we didn't have as many, like that, that wasn't like a thing. I think people shied away from running a marathon because they felt like that they couldn't be able, that they weren't able to walk the whole thing. Okay. And so now I feel like the community has expanded a lot more where it's like, it's more accessible to, to more people. And it's like, it's okay. Like you don't need to run the entire race. And like, and if you, if you are only able to walk it, you know, and some people can freaking walk fast. Like I've learned that on the trails, like people that can, you know, people can power hike, like like you're a great example. (laughs) I can't stand walking with you. (laughs) (laughs) Like everything's like a sprint. This is true. Just walk. Like, why do you got to go so fast? When I was training for Cocodona, I, inserted speed walking into my training, which was, it showed me a lot. I don't like doing it, but man, I was, my pace was getting down to sub 12 walking. Yeah. That's like, that's mind blowing to me. So when people can, can do that in marathons, I mean, that is yeah awesome. But let's, I mean, you've always been, I mean, before that, before you started doing that, like you were always like, you just walk fast. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I do. I, I do like to get places quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Slowing down and strolling is, that's hard for me. It's not in your DNA. It isn't. But, um, but anyway, back to the difficulty of the road marathon. Yes, sorry. Yeah. For our listeners who are, who are half marathon runners and full marathon runners, they can totally relate to the fact that your body feels really beat up after running a road marathon. Mm-hmm. And I can attest, because I've, I've done a few marathons long, long, long ago. My body was always, I feel like my body was more sore after running a road marathon than a 50-mile trail race. Seriously? Yes. And I think one of the reasons is you change body position on the trails. So it's like you're leaning into a hill. 
That's a different body position. You're power hiking. Yeah, I guess you're so. moving along a single track that might be kind of rocky. So you're like moving laterally side to side. Um, you have some downhill in there. But when you're running on a road that's flat, it's just hard and flat, your your body's in the same position that entire time. So it'd be like if I punched you in the bicep over and over and over again for three, four, five hours in just the same spot, like that would hurt. Yeah. But if I was like, punching you all over your body, you're like getting a break, right? Like, and I feel like that's kind of how trail running is. Like your body is constantly changing and adapting into a different position, different movement. So it gets a break from being in the same position mm. for too, you know, for too long. That so makes sense, yeah. um, I don't always think it is, you know, some people say, oh, the road is hard. I don't always think it's because the road is, is hard. I think it's because you're in that position, pounding in the same position the entire time. I think for trail runners, running on the road is is good for your bones too. It, it builds and strengthens your bones. So um, completely eliminating the road. I know some people do that because they say it's too hard on my body, but I think a little bit of road running is actually advantageous. You get good leg turnover. You get honest, smooth running, can really pay attention to the pace and just like hone in on your running form. So I like to put that in to my training all year long. I think as far as just focusing on just a road race though for 26.2 miles that's just different training ed yeah it's yeah. different it's it's different training all right well i'm not going to keep pestering you about the hashtag eddie runs a marathon sorry it's already a hashtag <laughs> i saw that i definitely saw that <sighs> but will you at least keep us posted yeah, I'll keep I, I feel Let's like put it, put it that if way. you decide to run it, like you're going to sign up for one and I'm not even going to know because you do this with all your half marathons. <laughs> so yeah, that might be, yeah, no, I'll, I'll keep you posted. How about that? Okay. I'll keep you posted. And speaking of running, I mean, maybe this is just like our son taking walk, you know, like following your footsteps. He decided one random morning four weeks ago to join cross country. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> that was the biggest shock because Isaiah has always said, mom, running is your thing. That's like what you and Mackenzie do. I'm a ball sports guy. And he is, he's yeah. an, a great soccer player. He's played football as a kicker. Um, he is always easy. He was like us. Like that was you and me. Yeah. Like we grew up playing ball sports and we always thought that at least one of our kids was going to stick with soccer. Isaiah played for 10 years mm -hmm. and there was no indication ever that he would join cross country. It was like in the middle of the season, but he just woke up and was like, I'm going to join and literally got himself to practice. Yeah. I'm still in shock about it, but I just did a post on my Instagram about this because his first race was the same day that I was racing Moab and yeah. you and I both were like so conflicted. Like that was a really hard weekend for us. Like you and I scheduling my, my racing schedule, I'm very particular because I try to pick the races that don't conflict with, with our kids yeah. sports with their big events. Like we want to be here for everything. But the problem was Moab was the only race that was in a new school year and the school calendar was not out yet. Right. All the other races, we were so good. We didn't miss anything. Like mm -hmm. we were always back in time and, and made sure that we were present for everything. But Moab 240, we were like crossing our fingers. And that weekend, it like crushed me. The weekend that I race was the kids' homecoming. Mm -hmm. It was Isaiah's first cross-country meet. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I, I could, I was, you and I both were just like, there's no way, but thankfully we have an incredible family that stepped up. We had Marky and Becky, Becky is Eddie's sister, Marky's her husband, Mark Pesh, and they stepped up and helped out with the kids with homecoming. And then of course the cross country, like parents are amazing. They were sending us pictures. Mm -hmm. I remember running up Shaw mountain and all I, like all I thought about was I cannot wait to see pictures of the kids in their homecoming outfits and to hear how they did at OC champs. And I like, we had a brief, like 30 seconds where you whipped out some pictures and like Mackenzie had said a personal best running 1640, um, for the three miles. And it was Isaiah's first race. Yeah, and Isaiah ran twenty twenty. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, for his like not having any endurance training. In. Yeah, no nothing. Yeah, and then he improved that time again on a hilly course. Right, a harder course, twenty flat. Yeah, which he was like bummed for, right? Like he really wanted a sub twenty. I was like, dude, you've only been training for four weeks. Yeah, I'm impressed. I'm proud of that kid. I'm I'm proud of him too. But the post that I did was. It was a historical day in the McRae family because Eddie and I got to witness both of our kids as teammates mm-hmm. racing on the same course, cheering for for each other. I think um, one of Mackenzie's coaches actually sent Mackenzie a picture of her and her boyfriend Brody cheering so hard. Brody has his hands in his hair, like screaming for Isaiah because it's he's running as hard as he can to try and break. 20 and Mackenzie's cheering hard. It is like the best picture, like sibling cheering on sibling, cheering her heart out. And Isaiah's face is just working so hard to get in under 20. He got 20 flat. (laughs) Yeah. Cross country is cool because it's one of those sports that like, if you are a brother and sister, like you can actually be almost like on the same team, right? Like there's another real sport that either trains together, practice together, or even has that same team culture with the boys and the girls, mm-hmm. like cross country. So that was kind of a, a special moment yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's been really sweet. And I don't know, I just feel like runners are just cool kids anyway. Yeah. They, they have a really warm and inviting yeah, they do. team atmosphere. So it was like the first day he joined, the kids just embraced him with open arms. And Isaiah is like friends with all of Mackenzie's friends. And Yeah, he knew a lot of them. He knew of a lot of the kids. But... And then he had a lot of friends on the team too. So. Mm-hmm. I was just grateful for that. Like my mama heart was just so happy for him that he felt right at home right away. Yeah. And it's cute because they had a senior night. They do a pasta party Friday night, the night before every race, which is super cool. And they did senior night Mm -hmm. um, two weeks ago. And they had 14, 15 seniors that are graduating this year. That's a lot of of members of the team that will be gone next year. But they did a special night. They brought them all up to the front of the crowd and when it was time for Mackenzie to speak and Isaiah was just cheering his heart out for it. It was the sweetest thing. Like, oh my gosh, our kids are already pretty close. They've always been good buddies with each other. Um, They're two years apart. I mean, the memories and, and things that they've done together over the years. And even now, like our, I feel like every night our home is just filled with laughter. Like they're bantering and laughing with each other and teasing each other, but they, they genuinely are good friends. I'm a, I'm yeah. a little concerned. I will say I'm a little concerned for when Mackenzie goes away to college. Mackenzie is currently choosing between three colleges and Eddie and I, we get a little teary eyed thinking about it. Sadly that all <clears throat> three are not in the same state as where, yeah. where we live. Yeah. Kind of a sad, we got Oregon, sad thing. 
We got Oregon with uh, Shalane as the head coach. We got Colorado. Well, actually, Oregon is Jerry Schumacher. Jerry Schumacher and Shalane. Then there's Colorado. Is her another choice? Mm-hmm. We got Coach Mark and Heather Burrows there. Mm-hmm. And then we have NAU, Northern Arizona, up in, up in Flagstaff mm-hmm. um, with Coach Mike Smith and uh, Becca Flugard. I'll tell you, these are all incredible coaches. Yeah, epic and, programs. Um, yeah. Sure. And we got NAU, who their men's and women's teams are number one in the nation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, Colorado and Oregon are, are top in the nation, too. So it's we're super excited for her. We're very proud that um, she has choices and that these teams are, you know, they see Mackenzie mm-hmm. and, and envision her on their team. But I, you know, going back to what I was saying originally, I, I'm a little concerned for when Mackenzie's going to move out. I think I think it's going to be a hard day for for Isaiah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. It'll be tough. Yeah. Tough for all of us, but yeah. Mackenzie actually just texted me about a college just now, like while we're, we're podcasting. Is it bad that we text our kids all day long? Yeah, it is. It, it is. Like we text our kids throughout the day while they're at school. You can hear my phone going off right now. <laughs> I love her so much. Like we are probably like, I remember when we were in Bend, Oregon, this actually popped up in my memories and it's in 2020 when all the kids were doing online class and I would have Mackenzie and Isaiah sit at the dining room table and do their work. I thought if I can just at least have them sit next to each other, they won't be so lonely in their bedrooms. Cause a lot of these kids are just locking themselves in their rooms, turning on the zoom, turning off the camera, staying in their pajamas. And it was just so depressing. Right. Mm. So I would put them at the dining room table and I'd make like a spread of like food for them and I'd serve them drinks. And I would sometimes sit there. This is when I was doing online coaching and I would just get work done too. So I'd have like this little community at the table with them. And I remember this one time Mackenzie was in the middle of the zoom and it was one of those, like, you know, you're supposed to behave and be serious. And her camera was on Mm -hmm. and I was doing something that was making her laugh. And then there was this back and forth. So we were both laughing and her teacher pauses and says, Mackenzie, Whoever is making you laugh, you need to tell them to stop because it's distracting. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. Do not tell them that it's your mom. <laughs> but anyway, as a former teacher, you and I both as former teachers, I think I find it pretty hilarious that we are texting our children them. Yeah. all day long. Yeah. And it's like anything. I mean, sometimes they're just like sending us pictures of themselves, like selfies of themselves in the classroom. Yeah. I don't know. I've, I count that like plus 20 points that my kids like that are, that our kids think we're cool enough to contact throughout the day. You know, that's winning. That's a win. Winning. No, but our, our little family of four is close. And I, I think that, you know, Mackenzie will be moving her stuff out of the house to a different state in the next eight months. And yeah, we're just not going to, we're not going to hang on that subject any longer. We're going to move move on. We're going to move right along. Let's move on. So it is November this week. How? Um, Yeah, that's crazy. How? And you, what? let's, 2024 is on the horizon. Oh, it is. I I can't uh, stop thinking about it. I know I'm supposed to be in my off season, but... I think every single day about 2024 goals. Yeah. Are you going to, let's, uh, are you going to run a marathon or what? What do you got in 2024? (laughs) 
It's amazing, though, how many people ask me that. I think the people want to see it. People do not want to see me run a road marathon. I'll be honest. It'll be a lot easier to crew you at that than the 200 miles. <laughs> so I'm definitely. Yeah. I mean, go run a race about... in a few hours. We're back home kicking <laughs> our feet up. And yeah. Um... I say you go crazy and run like two or three in one year. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Can you imagine just transitioning on the roads? Here's the thing with, with the road marathon. I've never actually raced one. I've never yeah. put together a training program that I stuck to mm-hmm. in order to run fast. Mm-hmm. I just love the mountains yeah. so much. Like that is where my heart is. And I, I think too, it's one of those things that I realized when the kids were little and I'm running my own business and I'm I'm trying to live a very real life. And I understand we all have 24 hours in a day. And so I'm going to use those 24 hours to really carve out and hone in on the things that I'm most passionate about and that I love. Yeah. So writing a book and running in the mountains are just that, that is what set my soul on fire for the past, you know, almost 15 years mm-hmm. as I've, I've been in the sport and about how long it took me to write that book. Um, so I've, I've gone back and forth when Ann Trayson was my coach, she tried to put me through a sub three hour training program. I got in halfway and I remember messaging her one day and just saying, you know, I'm, I'm doing all my workouts running along the shoreline here in Huntington beach. And I can see Mount Baldy off to my left Mm -hmm. and to my right, um, depending on the direction I'm running in. And that was, it was hard for me. I think I had a lot of moments where I was just like, why, like, actually, why am I doing this? Is it because it's an expectation from the community Mm -hmm. that, well, you run, well, what's your marathon time? Mm -hmm. I think that you know, ultra marathoning, mountain running. I want to invite people into the sport with feeling without feeling like they need to run other distances first or that they have to be validated in the distance they love by first running a marathon or half mm-hmm. marathon or 10K. And um, yeah, that's really the what I'm what I'm driving for. But that's not to say, and I have full respect for road running and track and all that. I mean, yeah. watching Mackenzie and what she does, she is so fast. Mm-hmm. And it's painful. I mean, Mm -hmm. watching her run the three miles, like I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so painful to see how fast she can go. Um, You know, at that pace, she really pushes herself. So full respect for every distance. But I I really do believe in pursuing a goal, not because you want to impress people, not because you're trying to meet other people's expectations, not because that's what everyone else is doing and Mm. that's the natural textbook path, but because it's what you love. And I know we had this discussion when we did our training for an ultra episode, which has been one of our most popular episodes. It's It's a great episode about tips for both beginners and seasoned runners. But one of the things I, you know, I talked about is if you are brand new to the world of running and you are most interested in a hundred mile race, you can start there. Mm -hmm. Who's to say that you can't. And a lot of times it's, oh, well, it's just the running community or it's just some coaches I've talked to or my PT or the books that I've read. I feel like before all those things existed, before social media existed, before it was so easy to land a coach, before there was thousands and thousands of books on running, people were really good at carving their own path. Yeah. And goals and new achievements are are not made unless someone just goes and tries it. Mm-hmm. You know? So I think what's important is to remember that in your life, 
you want to get to the end of your life and be proud of the fact that you went after the things that were most authentic and truest to you, not getting to the end of your life and saying, I'm glad I pleased everyone. I'm glad I met everyone else's expectations, but man, in my heart of hearts and deep down, this is actually what I really wanted to do. I want to always be pushing that out into the choose strong community, you know, live the life that you love. And I'll I'll say this again, this isn't just a running podcast. We use this a lot as parallels, but like do what what you love. Like you love the triathlon. You want to go get that yoga certification. You know, if you want to, whatever it is, go back to school or pursue maybe what other people would never expect or, or think that you like. I mean, I think that's really powerful to step out in courage and faith and be like, but this is like something that I've wanted to do my whole life. Mm. So yeah, I think also it's easy as, as parents for us to kind of say that. Cause when I think of Mackenzie and Isaiah, I think that is exactly we have a lot of discussions about their future, especially Isaiah, because yeah. Isaiah and I have a similar brain. We're kind of all over the place, but Isaiah is highly creative. Yep. I'm so impressed with the things that he does, but I tell him over and over, I want you to do what you love. Yeah. So you don't need to go to a four-year university. If you want to go to a local JC, if you want to start your own business, if you want to go to a trade school, like there is no, like, this is what you must do and you need to go to this school. And I, I want our kids to live out all the things that they're interested in that make their hearts happy. And I mean, I I think of Mackenzie with this path to picking a school, we've told her over and over, we're not weighing in on which school you should go to. We're already proud of you. Yeah, There's no bad decision here, Mackenzie. We're cheering hard. We are so stoked wherever you choose. Yeah. If there was a school in California, I might be, you know, I might sway her a little bit, but I got no skin in the game now. They're all out of state. So. Yeah. They're all out of state. But, you know, I had a discussion with her last week about this. I said, when you say the school that you want to go to, I really hope that in that decision-making process that you didn't choose a school because you're like, this is the one that's going to make mom, mom and dad happy. Yeah, yeah. Like they will be proud of me if I go here. I go, please don't do that. Yep. Pick the school that you're stoked about. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Where you're going to see yourself being able to live and mm-hmm. yeah, set some roots down yeah. for a few years. and Yeah. I go, we're proud of you no matter what, yep. no matter what you choose. And so I, I going back to relating this with people that are trying to carve out a path, pick a goal, or even maybe are working on a goal that they are understanding is like, I actually don't like this. Mm. You know, that was me when I, we were talking about running that sub three hour marathon. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't have joy doing that. Yeah, All I wanted to do was be in the mountains. Yeah. And I had to be honest with myself and kind of connect back to why I was doing that in the first place. And a big reason was because more than half my team were Olympic trial qualifiers on the road. Mm. This is back in 2016. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At the time, the Nike trail team had a lot of very fast roadrunners. And so I put that pressure on myself. No one told me that I needed to do it, but Mm -hmm. I just felt like, oh, crap, dude. Like, I better get on the road and like start running fast. And I've been on a long journey of understanding how to operate in, in the world of professional sports. And it's very easy to get sucked into pleasing your sponsors, pleasing um, the audience. Yeah. And picking races based on what everyone else is doing. I feel you. That's that's kind of where I'm at with this whole marathon thing. <laughs> <laughs> no truer words right there. Well, as you, I yeah. said before, here, this is the guy 
that didn't join Instagram till 2020 when we moved to Bend. And the only reason why he did that was because he wanted to take beautiful pictures of where we were living. Yeah. You were so happy to be living in the trees alongside the river. And you finally started that social media account. But like, that's a great example of just who you are. Mm. Like you do not care yeah. about existing in social media. I don't care. You no, do not right. care what people think of you. It's true. Uh, you do not care of other people's opinions. I mean, I think that's a great strength that you have because you talk me off a cliff like a lot <laughs> of times um, in that realm. So, yeah. 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 So what about, okay, the book though. Book number two, are you going to oh set gosh, a date for up. 2024? All the 2024 goals are coming out. Well, I'm just, Yeah. Might as well, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Are you gonna? Is it out next month? What are we next week? What are we <laughs> gonna go? Twenty twenty three. You want an or? exact release date? You got one. The book is more than halfway written, but for anyone listening, if you've ever written a book, book writing is basically editing. Mm. You know, you you get that skeleton of a book out, and then you are you spend a lot of time editing it. So no, I'm not putting the same pressure that I put on myself with the first book, but um, book two is is more than halfway. I know poor Eddie had to endure all that. Um, I don't have an exact release date on that book, but I will say the response from book one has been incredibly heartwarming and it definitely fuels me to get book two finished soon. Um, yesterday I did a little post, I shared some of the reviews on Mm -hmm. the book and for anyone listening, if you have not gotten my book yet, it is on audible. So if you're not a reader, I do read the book. Eddie even makes an appearance in there. He, uh, he opens up the book and closes it, which is super cool. Yes, I do. (laughs) You have a great, uh, radio voice. Oh, you do. Thank you. Appreciate the sound of your voice. Yes. (laughs) A lot of people do. Just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, if if you've not gotten my book, it's it's on Audible, it's on Kindle, Kindle, Kindle. Um, it's on Kindle, and then of course um, paperback. Right now, we're looking into doing a a hardback, but the book is not a book about running. It's, it's been funny uh, since I released it because I've I have gotten messages from people, or I run into people who are oh, I got your book, I can't wait to be motivated in my running. You know, I'm training for a race, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> not a running book. No. not what you think it is. But I just want to encourage you to pick up a copy of the book. I believe that you will be very encouraged. And as I say in the book, that you will be stronger after you finish the book than when you had started. Mm. So um, my goal for that book was just to write it in such a way that it would be finished in one or two sittings. Um, It's pretty straightforward. That's Um, been the feedback. Most people have been able to Read it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, I did a lot of research on book trends and how people finish them. And I, Mm -hmm. this is not a self-help book. I think it's categorized in there. It's, it's gotten, it's in a few categories. It has been in the top 10 since its release. It's been in the top 10 in the running category, Mm -hmm. but it's also been a top 100, um, across all platforms in memoirs and biographies. So that's been very encouraging, but I always like to just let people know, like you'll learn in there how I started running and there I sprinkle in some of my race stories in there, but it's about so much more. So pick that book up. Uh, Holidays are upon us. And it's also a book that you can gift a, a friend or a loved one. But if you have 
read my book and you would like to give a favorable review, I would so appreciate it. Reviews really do help us out big time. And you can leave a review on Amazon or on Audible. Um, We like to share those reviews as well. But the ones we've gotten, if you have done that already, thank you so much. We read every single one. And uh, yeah, they've they've really been a blessing. So yeah, yeah. So all right, so off season still, (laughs) you're gonna take a break from the book a little bit. Yeah, focus in 2024 to finish that. You got two more months of 2023 Mm -hmm. off season. Besides Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. What uh, What else is uh, on the the docket? Well, you and I have been doing a lot of meeting. We've Mm -hmm. been doing some. Meetings around 2024 goals, which yeah. I can't stop thinking about. Um, talking about some new and exciting ventures we're going to be doing with our podcast. Mm-hmm. And then we're also going to kind of hit the speaking scene. I think that's that's something I've always loved doing is um, public speaking, motivational speech, speaking. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing that since I was in college, but very lightly. So um, we actually had someone that works in the professional speaking world reach out to us Mm -hmm. that said, hey, I can kind of help you navigate this, which massive blessing. We're going to Nashville this week and she's in Nashville. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, the timing of this, this is supposed to happen. So the goal that we have for that, of course, it runs really strong with the Choose Strong community messages. But if you, our listener, are in a space where you are looking for a speaker, that is something um, that we will be doing and kind of taking countrywide in 2024. And we've even thought about putting on our own events Mm -hmm. um, and inviting people, you know, for a pretty cool weekend of, of speaking and, and workshops and stuff like that. So that is part of the dreaming that we're doing. You know, our, our hope is that with all the content we put out, you know, that we'll be able to reach people and encourage people and um, the feedback that we've been getting. I mean, how many people are saying, I feel like I can do this goal. I feel like I can achieve this or people saying I achieved something that I had never dreamed of doing. We got a lot of feedback this past weekend because there's a lot of races going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and I have just been sharing those reviews back and forth. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's super cool. It's fun to to read through those emails and mm-hmm. the comments that people have really, yeah, sought out a goal that they really didn't think was possible. Yeah, you know, and went out and and crushed it. So yeah. it's fun to to read those. Yeah. Well, speaking of our community, why don't we answer some of the community questions that come in? Because that is something I say that we always like to do. Yeah, we do see your questions. There are, we will say we get thousands a week. So um, we just try to like handpick, handpick with like as much as we can. And if, if we pick yours, like awesome, but keep them coming and, you know, we'll, we'll definitely answer them. Where do you think, how, how far into this podcast are we? Are we an hour in yet? Yes. Okay. So if someone is running right now uh-huh. and they're an hour in, how do you think they're feeling? What should we say to them to kind of like stay focused, keep at it? All I, got, I just got one word, electrolytes, right? <laughs> just fuel up on some electrolytes. Let's hope that this runner has, has brought electrolytes with him. Have you? When was the last time you took in calories? Yeah. Okay. How are you feeling? Here's one thing that I would say if I was running with you, if I was coaching you, I would say we're going to check in with the body. Mm. And I like to do body checks while I'm running. You start at the head. Okay. Completely relax your face. Sometimes we hold tension in our face. Relax your face. Okay. Now relax. How do you do that? You hold tension in your face? Yeah. You can hold tension in your face, especially if you are struggling up a hill right now. Mm. It's easy to like scrunch your eyebrows and- I feel like I do that just like- 
just walking any, around. Just walking. Maybe I need to, <laughs> need to relax my face. <laughs> if you're working up a hill right now, you're out on the trail. Like relax your face, but now relax your shoulders. You can relax your shoulders and still keep that good 90, 45 degree angle arm swing. But wow, we can like totally bend over, hunch over and scrunch our shoulders up to our ears. I want you to breathe, relax your shoulders, keep those arms moving. Yeah. How's that feeling? Mm. Okay. Now just throw a smile on your face because we are running with you right now and we are cheering hard for you. We love you hard, man. Yeah. yeah let's go. Yeah. Okay. So right, runners are an hour in. People are, are driving. They're an hour in. Maybe they're sitting yeah. in traffic right now and we're just cheering for you while you're sitting yeah. in traffic. Go traffic. Go. Let's go traffic. <laughs> drive. Go tra- drive, listener. Drive. <laughs> Uh, um so about the films um is there going to be a bigfoot film oh yes this was uh, you're diving into the questions already you're 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 talking too much about like where everybody's at (laughs) let's let's answer some questions okay is there a bigfoot 200 film right now if we do a bigfoot 200 film it'll probably be a very like short quick a glimpse into Bigfoot 200. The reason why is Drew and Tyler um, were not able to attend that race. They were doing lots of other projects at that time. So we had Leo and Joe, they filmed as much as they could. They got some GoPro and some other stuff like that, but um, that is going to take a while for, for Drew to kind of sift through and see what we can put together with that. So the main focus is Moab 240 film, which will be released at the end of the year. Yeah. Got it. So we don't have an exact date on that one, but we're thinking December. What about, let's talk about lifting. Uh, This is a question that you get a lot. Do you lift year round? And then how close to a race do you stop lifting weights? Okay. Yeah. This is like the question of my career because I do lift year round. Mm -hmm. I lift the heaviest and the most consistently in my off season. So I have still not run. I tried to do like a hobble jog. Of course, the cross country race was not having it, Yeah, but I have been lifting consistently for the past week. Yeah. I let, I have to build my muscle back up. I've definitely lost some strength and some muscle mass since the beginning of the year. So right now I'm in a building phase with lifting. It is total body. Mm-hmm. Um, every day I kind of focus on a different muscle group. So yesterday I did a lot of shoulders and back Um, and then spend a lot of time on core. So the other part of lifting in my off season is assessing my weaknesses and imbalances, which I think is unique to all of us. So I will spend a lot of time on mobility, stretching, and just strengthening things that I always need to be working on. When it comes to in-season training, so I'm leading up to a race, most of my training plans have like a base building phase where I'm doing a lot of aerobic running. And so during that time, I am lifting three to four times a week. As I get closer to a race, so like four weeks before a race, for example, I'll start to lessen the frequency of the lifting. So maybe it's just two to three times a week. Then when I'm two weeks out, um, my main focus is like a lot of body weight lifting. So making sure my body is strong. I do a lot of sports BT style strengthening. So a lot of bands, ball, dumbbell type stuff. And then when I'm 10 days out, seven to 10 days out, I my priority is not heavy lifting. I try to make sure that my body is fully recovered and it's feeling fresh 
and springy and really well-balanced, aligned. So usually the last seven to 10 days before a race, I check in with my sports PT and I do a lot of sports PT type exercises. So um, I can still go to the gym for an hour and a half, but I'm probably spending 30 minutes on mobility, um, doing core exercises, a lot of single leg exercises, a lot of band work. And then once the race is over, in my recovery mode from a race, I go back to that. I go back to assessing mobility, sports PT style stuff, and then I build back up into weightlifting again, usually by the by the second week. So it does kind of like ebb and flow yeah. throughout the year, but it is a staple throughout my entire 12 months. I believe it's what keeps me injury free. Mm-hmm. I believe it's what helps me endure. You know, I talk about some some physical pain that I had for the 200s. But when everything head to toe, if my body is strong, I feel like I can just endure a little more. And um, that's really important to me. So, yeah, I just take a different approach to that. I'd say to our listeners who are more like half marathon and, and marathon focused, when you are looking to run a fast race, you're trying to PR. I do believe if I was doing the same thing, my strength training program would look different because I would have such a strong emphasis on, on running workouts and like speed training that, you know, you, that that's hard stuff to recover from. So on run workout days, I would do, I would focus on hitting my run workout paces And then after that run workout, I would strength train. Mm. Then the next day would be all about recovery. And so I'm, I'm really specific when I'm in a speed training phase, my, my weightlifting looks different as well. When I won Badwater in 2021, my strength training looked very different than it did this year when I was training for 200s. The year, the three years that I trained for Badwater, because that's all on the road, my body looks even different yeah. than when I'm mountain training. Um, I feel like I lean out a little bit more. It's just because it's in, and like I was running 100 plus mile weeks consecutively for a long time. So my body just looks different. And I think that's something that I really love and um, is important to help listeners understand. My goal is to be strong for the event that I'm training for. I really don't obsess about my weight or the size or the way it looks. I obsess with how strong and enduring I can be. And my body naturally adapts and shapes to what I'm training for. So when I train in the mountains, I it's not like I'm trying to look a certain way or I'm trying to lose a certain amount of weight or trying to gain a certain amount of weight. It just adapts to what I'm training for. When I take good care of it, if I'm lifting and I'm eating well, like pretty soon my body just shapes into an athlete that's ready for the mountains. If I'm running on the road and it's all consistent, like if I'm road training, I'm not doing a lot of mountain hiking. Mm -mm. I'm not doing a lot of elevation change. Now I have natural, I think just genetically, I hold muscle and build muscle very easily. Climbing is a form of strength training. So when I'm climbing mountains, my my legs get bigger. Um, it doesn't matter if I'm doing 100-mile running with that. Like if I'm climbing too, I'm also lifting more when I'm in the mountains because mm-hmm. I'm carrying heavy packs and sometimes I'm doing wrecking. So I just kind of build out this muscle and I look different. But if I'm just like consistently flat road running and I'm doing fast workouts, I lean out and my legs aren't as big as when I'm in the mountains. 
And I think that relationship that I have with my body where I just appreciate what it does on its own instead of trying to make it fit into a mold or look a certain way, which I had years where I was trying to do that. It's made the journey a lot more exciting for me because I'm always like, oh, I wonder what I'm going to look like for this. You know, like I wonder what's, what is the strongest that I can be and what does that, that look like? So the focus is on strength and endurance, not how small and thin I can be. So you don't like track calories or, or do you macros? You know, there have been usually times during the season, it's it's typically when I come off of my off season and into training, I always gain weight. Mm-hmm. And like I said, because I don't focus so much of on it on it and my my activity level changes in the off season, I always put weight on. Mm-hmm. And so when I start into my in-season training, I do like to take a week where I'm just tracking how I'm eating at that time. Uh, for feedback for me Mm -hmm. to make sure that I'm getting enough protein to make sure that I'm eating enough calories, or maybe I'm eating too many calories. Like it's time now to get back into shape, but I do not track year round. It just, I feel like part of it is I know my body well enough. Yeah. And there were years, probably like 15, 20 years ago where I was very consistent in tracking. So like for me, I just know what my body needs I, I am also a creature of habit. So when I'm like, okay, we're coming to training now, like let's get in shape. I just know the meals that like I work best with. I know how many calories are in those meals and how I feel at my best. But so I think that tracking gives you good feedback. Tracking helps you to focus, but I'm not ruled by it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm not obsessed with getting on the scale every single morning and making sure that I hit a certain amount of calories by the end of the day. But if something's off, like if my energy level is off or I'm like, wow, like I've kind of like packed on more weight, like I don't feel good in my workouts. Let's track for a week and see what things I need to tweak. Like if I'm low energy and I, I track for a week and I realize like, wow, like I'm like low on protein, super high on, you know, on carbs, like maybe I need to insert a little bit more protein and or maybe it's like getting a blood test and realizing like, okay, my nutrients love they're ba- they're imbalanced. So yeah, big believer in tracking. And and some people are more motivated by that. They feel like I need that structure or else I get crazy. Um, I think everyone is, is different. Yeah. I was thinking my tracking is a little different because I'm, I yeah, tell the, us about your tracking. Ed. I sit on the couch and I track. Have I had <laughs> two or three popsicles tonight? <laughs> <laughs> You and your 50-50 bars, right? So my tracking's a little different. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a season to do it. I I always talk about how my off-season is where I completely relinquish the rigid structure that I typically stick to throughout the year. I think it's healthy. Yep, yeah. I think that for me, I don't like it. I just personally am this kind of person. I don't like anything to rule my life. I I don't think it's good to be obsessed with something that in the grand scheme of thing does not matter. Mm. You know, like who I am as a person uh, should not be ruled by my macro calorie sheet. Yeah. And I don't want to get to a place where I feel guilty and I'm beating myself up because it's like, oh, I screwed up on my macros Mm. and now I like, I I suck. With running, I love running so much, but I also have to understand that like, that does not define the value of who I am as a person. And I want to be known as so much more than Sally the runner. Like, 
can just Sally McRae stand on her own and is who she is as a person. And I think this is important for all of us, you know, you know, to our listeners, like you're, you're valuable and wonderful and your life is meaningful, not because you run or you lift or because of that degree that you acquired. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that the way that we make people feel and the relationships that we create in our life, those are way more important. Yeah. So my off season is a good time for me to remember that and to reflect on that. I do not need running in my life to make my life meaningful. Mm-hmm. My life isn't going to change because I sign up for a race. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I talk to people often who say, I'm getting my life back on track and I'm going to sign up for a marathon. And I get that. I, I love that. I love goals. Keep us on track. They keep yeah, us the focused goals, to keep yeah. us moving forward. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, you know, I've had some really hard, sad seasons in my life, you know, throughout my life. Sometimes I need that goal to get me out of bed. Mm. And so I'm a big, you know, big, big fan of that. And I think when people say, Hey, I'm, I'm signing up for a race to remember my grandma who passed away. I love that. Mm. And I, I get that because that, that training plan is getting that person out of bed in the morning because yeah. they're, they're in mourning. Mm-hmm. They're, they're mourning the loss. And if they have something to focus on and to train for, that helps. Mm-hmm. But I also like to take it a step further and help people see that even if you don't have that race or you don't have that ability to move in that way, I believe that just pure movement, no matter what that looks like, is important in our everyday life. And that's why I move differently in my off season. I love to be outside in the fresh air. We just so happen to live in a place that the sun is shining a lot. Mm-hmm. I love to be in the sun. I'm definitely a sun baby. But I have found that getting up and going for a walk does a lot of good for what's going on between my ears and in my heart, you know, turning off the phone, turning off the music, and sometimes even turning off, you know, the podcast and just listening to the sound of my feet hitting the earth, Yeah, being able to think about life and, and reflect on things or to pray and be, be grateful for what's going on in my life. I'm a big fan of movement. I think that we, our bodies were made to move each, each and every day. Mm. Yeah, just just pushing that out, whatever that looks like. You know, we talked about stand up paddling. I went stand up paddling a couple of days ago. I love that. I don't always have time in my training season to do that because, like I said, I only have twenty four hours in my day, and I'm going to pick and choose what activities I do. So, yeah, sometimes throughout the year I'll stick in some yoga or a stand up paddle, but it isn't consistent at all. In my off season, it is. Yeah, I'm doing a lot of that stuff, and I love it. I, it just like fires me up that I have a body that I can try these different things and different things that I'm interested in. I mean, there's a lot of studio classes that I'm like, oh, I want to try that class and that class, and it's fun to be excited about moving my body and strengthening it in different ways. And so, you know, when I meet people face to face and they say, ah, I'm not much of a runner, I'll never do the races you do. Or like, I don't, I actually don't even like running. I appreciate that. And mm. I respect that. And I want to make sure that people understand like, Hey, they're like, I'm not more valuable or greater than you. Cause I do these runs. Like we both have bodies and we can both move them and do things that we love. But I think that we just feel better in our total well-being when we are moving our body each day. Yeah. We 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 need to do that no matter, you know, what that looks like. So, yeah, off season has been incredible. Yeah, I'm I'm here for it. And as far as tracking what I'm doing, I will still I still track my activity cuz I I like it for when I start my in season, I'll look back and be like, "Okay, what what was I actually doing in my off season?" That helps me with my starting point for when I'm in season. So, 
if I look and see that in my off season, I, I, I ran a grand total of a hundred miles over eight weeks. It's like, okay, like I didn't do a very much running, you know, but yeah. if I see that my off season, I ran 400 miles, it's like, oh yeah, like my, my starting point for my in season is, is going to look a little different. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Tracking gives us feedback. Big fan of that. Yeah. So last night we watched a couple episodes of the quarterback, <laughs> A little yes. series in, on Netflix. And there was yeah. a cool part on one of the episodes where Kirk Cousins takes a love Kirk Cousins a day off completely, mm-hmm. um, no football, but he spends uh, some time. It's a Tuesday on Tuesday, Tuesdays. Yes. He spends some time going through mail that from fans and mm. signing autographs and stuff. So if people mm. wanted to send. Sally McRae, something in the mail to sign. Is that something that is possible? Yeah, I'm glad you're bringing that up because we do get asked that every day. We have been getting a lot of requests for, hey, if I send you a shirt, if I send you a book, if I send you a picture, can you sign it for a friend? Or 100% yes. Yeah. So we will put our address in this episode in the show notes, the fan mailing address. It's it's a P.O. box, but... Mm. If you have something that you want me to sign, I absolutely will. Like that means so much to me um, to be able to do that. On the other hand, people just want to be able to write in a letter or something that you want to share with me. Yes. If you mail me something in it, I, it will be put into my hands. Eddie will make sure of it Yeah, because we, we have been trying to carve out time each week. Eddie sits down and he's like, I, I want to read these letters to you because we're, we're getting some incredible messages and emails yeah. that are very, very heartfelt. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to respond to these things. I want to be able to acknowledge people because I think it takes courage just to share those things, which, yep. you know, people feel like, and they say that they usually start off with saying, I may, I might sound crazy or, you know, I don't know if you're going to see this. And it's like, oh man, like you're not crazy. Yeah. I love that you're sharing it with me. And yeah, I would, I would love to hear from you. So yeah, the quarterback Netflix series, it, it gets me fired up. I love football and basketball. I love watching those sports with Eddie. Don't ask me what my favorite team is or who a player is or positions. There's so much that I don't know. Yeah, Eddie's shaking I his won't. head. We won't ask. <laughs> <laughs> I just love, I mean, the, these are athletes that work so hard and to yeah, see they, the behind the scenes of a quarterback has been mind blowing to me. I did not know that quarterbacks train this way. Mm. I did not know how much homework they do at the desk to do what they do. And just seeing what they endure, like seeing how these guys get hit so much and what their bodies go through. I mean, I just so much respect. But if you have not seen that series on Netflix, I highly recommend you check it out. It's done so well. Yeah, it's done really well. Yeah, it, it is amazing, right? How much prep that they put in to the game plan and the game plan is different every week. So mm-hmm. how much time that they study and, and put these new plays together, but then they have to not only memorize all that, but then they have to go out and like execute it perfectly yeah. for it to work. So there's a lot. And then, yeah, they're getting hit and bounced around and then coming back and doing the next week. It's, mm-hmm. it's pretty incredible. Yeah. I loved it. I mean, I've been staying up late. I know. I'll just, I'll just say Impressed. that I, the last like few nights, I've just stayed up late with you. I mean, the kids have been out late. I know it's like we are in full-blown holiday season. So Isaiah went to Not Scary Farm twice this weekend. Yeah. Mackenzie's been out with friends too. So the kids have been getting home a little bit later and I don't sleep that well when 
yeah. their outlet. But last night, you and I just cuddled up on the couch and we watched a few episodes of Quarterback. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so into it. I get fired up. Yep. Good show. Um, good show. Such a good show. That one and Beckham. Yeah, I got to watch that one. I love David Beckham. Like, you kind of like fall in love with him in yeah. this episode, especially when you see what he endured at such a young age yeah. from the fans. I mean, it's, it's heartbreaking. And they interview his parents too. He and needed, I'm like, he needed some posh in his life, some posh spice. Is that is that who he married? She, she. <gasps> I, I, I was very impressed with both of them. Really? Yeah, I, just, I, gotta, I, I gotta think watch that. It. I think that we forget with these superstars how human they are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're just like us. They have feelings and emotions and yep. family and friends and go back home every day like we do but then have to process millions and millions of people weighing in or ripping them to shreds Mm. or Victoria. I never really knew a lot about her. Victoria Beckham, his wife, like she like just seeing how much of a pillar of strength she was Mm. in his life. Remind me of you. Yeah. Plus I'm a great singer. I never went through anything that David Beckham went through. I mean, (laughs) you're a great singer. Yes. Let's go ahead and ride that one for a couple minutes right now. You are a great singer. Yeah. So before this turns into (laughs) Siskel and Ebert (laughs) critiquing every Netflix Netflix. film or show or series. We are in the Netflix and chill season of my off season right now. Wrap this up. Should we wrap it up? How yeah. far into this are we? I mean, this is going to be we're an hour and a half in. So okay, so we're to... we are a solid long run episode. Yep, and we're a very very long dog walk. Episode. Yes, Ed, what are we doing the rest of the day today? It, it is if you're listening right now, it is the day before Halloween, and this might be our first year. I'll tell you what I'm doing. It's kind of sad. Our kids don't want to go trick or treating with us. You're going to be doing whatever you do, and I'm going to be editing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of my day. <laughs> I do have it on the docket to go lift. I love lifting. Can I just express how much I love to lift? Like Sure, go ahead. It is just well, and the reason why I say it is because I got a couple comments last week. People saying like I just hate to lift. I hate being in the gym. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'm like, why? But then I think about too, like there's two things that kind of happen when you go in the gym. See, I'm a certified trainer and strength coach. So I like know what to do. Mm. So for me, I get excited. I guess it would be like the same way of like, if something that you are knowledgeable about, like you get excited about it. Like if you're a a football coach, like you get excited about all things football. Right. Um, So for me, I walk into a gym and I just get excited about like the workout that I have planned for myself. I know how to use all the machines and I know how to like program and reps and like different body parts that I want to, you know, work on. I think some people get frustrated with going to the gym and not being inspired because they're doing the same things over again Mm because they genuinely don't know what to do. Mm. They're like, I'm going to get on the elliptical for 20 minutes. I don't want to go into the weight room because it's just completely packed with everyone that knows what they're doing. And I don't, yeah, Yeah, it can be intimidating. And then even some of those machines, you're like, how in the, like, do I, how do I even know what the right seat height is? Like, like what's my starting point for weight? I 100% get that. So, um, that, which is going to be really fun about showing people the off season 
our off-season YouTube series, which should we tell people how this is going to be a different style? It is not going to be the same as our 200 mile. It's let's just say, you know, like in sports, there's varsity and junior varsity. <laughs> this is like barely making the junior varsity team. <laughs> this is the frosh soft team of yeah. YouTube yeah. Uh, series. No, what Eddie wanted to do with my off-season training series was to make it more vlog style. Yeah. So it's very intimate. It's yeah. very like I'm I he literally mics me up while I'm at the gym and I talk to you the the whole time. Yeah. It's kind of funny. So we we obviously we have series that are professionally edited. And then we have this series where I just like kind of take the mic with me everywhere. And I think some people will be into it and some people will be like, yeah, that's not yeah. not my style. But yeah, there is no script. There is no perfectly polished like schedule for these episodes. Like if I'm going to go train, I just take the camera and the mic with me and and you go into the gym with me, all the cross training that I do, like we just take you along for the ride and mm-hmm. conversation, super casual. And yeah, it's, it's pretty straightforward, Yeah, but I'm excited for it. Just, yeah, it's a different style. It's a different look. Um, I almost feel like it's like all B-roll. Mm. It's just like the B-roll of of our life. You know, you make an appearance in there too. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. It's it's more vlog style, more more yeah. diary of, of the off season. Anyway, all right. Well, I think uh, we should. Uh, should we wrap this up? Wrap it up and yeah. Any any final on. final notes for our listeners? Anything that we want to encourage or remind or say? I don't have anything. Really? Do you hear that, listeners? Eddie has nothing nothing. for you. Wow. They are already doing great. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just want to say, as always, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for choosing our podcast to listen to today. Thank you for downloading it. We appreciate all the reviews. Yeah. Um, That has really meant a lot to us. And reviews, they they really do matter Mm -hmm. just in the grand scheme of, of everything because we realized last week, Eddie, you shared it. We are number 45 in health and fitness in the United States. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. That was shocking to us because that is one of the biggest categories in podcasts. And just to be in the top 50, wow. Mm. Um, but we would not be there without the reviews. So if you haven't um, given us a five-star rating yet, go ahead and do that. You can do that in Spotify or on Apple. Those, are, I guess, are the two main platforms that people listen to. I know there's there's other platforms as well. But that would mean a lot to us. If you'd like to write something as well, you can do that after this episode. Those also get published as well. But um, we would so appreciate it. It helps us out. It helps us to continue to push push out this content, which I'm so proud of us, Ed. We are weekly. I know. It's been we have been consistently pretty consistent. putting out weekly content. And so um, that is really exciting. So thank you for being here. Thank you for the reviews. And we hope that you have an incredible weekend or week if you're starting off the new week. Mm-hmm. Um We just want to remind you that you are our friend. You're a part of this awesome community. We are cheering for you always. We believe in you and we hope that you believe in you too. And we just want to remind you to keep choosing strong in all that you do. 